1: the power of their data wasabi another boston based championship team so now two and one tying run 90 feet away here's the pitch that's a line drive through the left side for a base hit the game
2: is tied kim has scored grisham's on his way and he will score a two-run single for fernando tatis jr and the padres are back in front it's four to three
0: a big night for Fernando as the Padres beat the Chicago Cubs in Game Two of this three-game series at Wrigley Field, five to three. Fernando Tatis Jr. a couple of huge hits in this game, three RBIs, and the Padres get a big win at Wrigley Field. With the win, the Padres back to 500 at 13 and 13. Cubs drop to 13 and 10. Final totals in this game here today for San Diego: five runs, nine hits, no errors, and for the Cubs: three runs, eight hits, and no errors. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside our Padres Radio Network studios here in San Diego. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday evening. A good win for the Padres on a number of different levels here tonight. Certainly the big hits from Fernando Tatis Jr. A two-run go-ahead single in the seventh inning. A big RBI single in the ninth inning. Provided some insurance. And then it was about the pitching. Other than that, Michael Waka was pretty solid here tonight. Five innings, three earned runs given up. Nick Martinez was excellent in his 2023 relief debut. Three scoreless innings out of the bullpen, and then Josh Hader, what's new, he was, once again, great in the ninth inning. His ninth save, now nine for nine in save opportunities. ha Kim had a couple of big hits in this game, sparked a couple of big rallies, one in the seventh inning and one in the ninth inning. Jake Cronenworth had the two-run triple early, and the Padres get a very, very good win in Chicago here today. A lot to do on our post-game show. We'll play you back. Some of the highlights when we come back. We'll also go back to Wrigley Field. Hear from Bob Melvin. Take your phone calls and much, much more to get to as we wrap this one up. Again, the final score, the Padres 5 and the Cubs 3. We have all the play-by-play highlights on the other side of this break on the Padres race. Radio Network. Post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Chicago at Wrigley Field, the Padres five and the Cubs three. Padres with the win move back to five hundred, thirteen and thirteen. Cubs with the defeat now thirteen and ten. Again, the final totals here tonight for San Diego, five runs, nine hits, no errors. And for the Cubs, three runs, eight hits, and no errors. Sam Levitt with you on our post game coverage from inside our Padres Radio Network studios here in San Diego. We'll go back to Chicago in just a little bit. here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Might have some additional audio coming up from the clubhouse as well. Also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and continue to break down this game. A really good win for the Padres. Some nice moments offensively in this game as well and certainly a much-needed win for the Padres after the disappointment of yesterday being shut out four times in nine games, five times in 15 games and for a while here tonight, look like we might be sort of singing the same old tune in the postgame show here today with the struggles offensively, struggles with runners in scoring position, but the Padres got some big hits when they needed to. Fernando Tatis Jr., more specifically, got some very big hits when he needed to and the Padres win it here today five to three let's take a listen back to some of the highlights from this ball game here tonight Michael Waka and Drew Smiley match zeros in the first three innings it looked like Smiley might put together a scoreless inning in the top of the fourth but Xander Bogarts hit a two-out single Nelson Cruz followed with another that set the table for Jake Cronenworth.
2: pitch is hit hard in the air down the right field line. That's going to be a fair ball. That's going to go all the way to the corner. Bogarts is on his way. Nelson Cruz huffing and puffing behind him. Rounding third, heading home. The throw to the plate, not in time. A two-run triple for Cronenworth. And a 2-0 Padre lead in the fourth.
0: Padres had a big hit, but the Cubs answered in the bottom half of the inning. Waka got the first two outs, but then a bloop single from, Saya Suzuki. It was a bloop to, uh, bloop to left center that had a 95% catch probability for Jose Azokar. Not a great route to the ball, and the wind allowed it to drop in. A mix of not a great route from Azokar and the wind blowing around at Wrigley Field. That face hit, the bloop single by Suzuki, proved to be very costly. Trey Mancini was next.
2: This one hit in the air to deep left field. Soto goes back to watch this one. Going to go. A missile to left for Trey Mancini, his third of the year. A two-run shot, and now a 2-2 game in the fourth.
0: We were still tied at 2-2 going to the fifth inning. In the bottom half, Michael Waka issued a leadoff walk to Patrick Wisdom. Wisdom was on third base with two men away with Nico Horner at the plate.
2: 2-2 pitch, hit hard at his center field on a line, gets down base hit, and an RBI single for Nico Horner. Wisdom comes in to score. Walk ends up having to pay for the leadoff walk. And the Cubs in front for the first time tonight. It's three to two.
0: Padres had a great scoring chance in the sixth inning against Adbert Alzolai. Manny Machado hit a wind-aided double. He went to third base on a ground ball. Machado on third, one out, but Nelson Cruz popped out. Jake Cronenworth flew out, and the inning was over. Nick Martinez pitched a scoreless bottom half of the sixth inning. Padres had a rally in the seventh inning. Hassan Kim singled, drank Grisham pinch hit for Austin Nola, and walked against Brandon Hughes, who entered the game for Chicago. Jose Zocar bunted the runners over to second and third. So it was a huge spot for this Padres lineup. The top of the order coming up, the tying run on third, the go-ahead run on second base, one out. Fernando Tatis Jr. stepped in. So now two
2: and one. Tying run 90 feet away. Here's the pitch. That's a line drive through the left side for a base hit. The game is tied. Kim has scored. Grisham's on his way, and he will score. A two-run single for Fernando Tatis Jr., and the Padres are back in front. It's 4-3.
0: A big, big base hit for Fernando Tatis Jr. Go ahead to two-run single, and like Jesse said, the Padres had a 4-3 to lead. Another big story in this game, the excellent work from Nick Martinez out of the bullpen. He continued a 1-2-3 frame in the seventh inning, a scoreless frame in the eighth inning. All in all, for Martinez, three scoreless innings in relief his 2023 relief debut picking up really right where he left off from last year when he was in the bullpen. In the ninth inning, the Padres were looking for insurance. Hasan Kim hit a a leadoff single against Cubs reliever Julian Merriweather. Kim would steal second and go to third on a flyout. There were two outs in the big insurance run in Hasan Kim on third base for Fernando.
2: Runner on third, two outs. First pitch coming and a line drive into center field. Base hit. Kim will come in and score, and Fernando does it again. A two-run single in the seventh. Another RBI here in the ninth, and the Padres add on 5-3. to three.
0: A two-hit, three-RBI night for Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres had a 5-3 lead heading to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Josh Hader came on a perfect 8-for-8, eight eight so far this season in save opportunities. He struck out Nick Madrigal for out number one, got a ground out from Patrick Wisdom for out number two. Jan Gomes then hit a double to left field. That brought the tying run to the plate. Nelson Velasquez walked, so that put the tying runs on and the winning run at the plate in the red-hot Nico Horner. Two on, two out, Hater against Horner.
2: Fifth leading hitter in the National League coming into play today. Swings at the first pitch. Pops it up. Foul ground behind the plate. Sullivan gets rid of the mask. And backpedaling, he makes the catch. The ball game is over. Josh Hader continues to be essentially perfect here at Wrigley Field. 16 career appearances in this ballpark. He has never allowed a run.
0: Final score in Chicago. The Padres 5 and the Cubs 3. Josh Hader now a perfect 9 for 9 in save opportunities lowers his ERA to 0 Nick Martinez picked up the win, his second of the season. A big night for Fernando Tatis Jr., a good night for ha Kim. Jay Cronenworth had the early hit, and the Padres get a much-needed 5-3 win over the Chicago Cubs. Again, the Padres 13-13 now, Cubs 13-10, and it sets up the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow morning at Wrigley Field on the north side of Chicago. When we come back on our Padres Radio Network post-game show, we'll go back to Chicago, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Might also have some clubhouse audio coming up as well. We'll take you around the out-of-town scoreboard. If you want to get your phone calls in, you can do that. 833-288-0973. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, of course, you can do that as well. tweeted us at 973TheFanSD or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev S A M M Y L E V, send me a tweet about tonight's game if you have a good thought. Might just uh, put it on the air. Might just say it on the air, and of course on Instagram as well. If you want to communicate that way, you can do that. Sammy Lev there as well. TikTok Sammy Levitt. Let me know your thoughts about today's game, and you might just hear it on the air. Again, the final score in Chicago today: Padres five, Cubs three. Our post-game coverage continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network.
1: Post-game
0: show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios again the final score here tonight the Padres 5 and the Cubs 3. Really good stuff in this game for the Padres in a number of different areas. Again, if you want to get involved via the phones, you can do that. 833 288 0973, the phone number. 833 288 0973, the phone number to call. We will go back to Chicago here from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. But to break down some of the big elements of this ball game here tonight, we begin with. Fernando Tatis Jr., who was really good late in this game. I mean, you look at the seventh inning in this ball game: lead-off base hit for Ha Sung Kim, Trent Grisham pinch uh, pinch hits for Austin Nola, and walks. So the Padres have runners on first and second with nobody out. Now here in the studio, you you should have heard me. I said with Jose Zokar coming up, I said he's probably got a bunt here, right? And he did. Got the runners over to second and third, and. You know, that's a situation where it's a clear spot to bunt, not only because you have the tying run on third base in that scenario when you bunt him over and the, the uh, go ahead run in scoring position, but look who you have coming up with this lineup in that spot of the order with Fernando and Soto and then Manny and Bogarts after that. You have to give those guys a chance with less than two outs to drive those runs in, and Fernando comes up, hits a huge two-run single, 4-3 to Padres, and then Fernando comes up in the ninth inning with the insurance run and Kim on third base, two outs, another big hit, RBI single, two-hit, three-RBI night for Fernando Tatis Jr. So no doubt he was a big story in this game, first multi-hit game of the season since coming back for Fernando. Hasan Kim, by the way, also deserves just a a great deal of credit. He sparked both rallies in the 7th inning, had a leadoff base hit in the 7th and a leadoff base hit in the ninth inning and stole a base in the ninth inning, went to 3rd base uh, later in the inning, ended up being huge. So Ha-Sung Kim deserves a lot of credit. Fernando will get a lot of the the shine here tonight, but I thought Ha-Sung Kim really very, very important offensively in this game for the Padres. And for a while, really, before the two big hits for Fernando, you, you sort of felt, and I actually wrote it down here on my uh, page of notes, kind of midway through the game, I wrote little margin for error. And the reason I wrote that was because you looked at what Michael Wacca did. Three scoreless innings to begin the night. Strikes out the first two batters of the fourth inning. Keep in mind, Padres have a 2 nothing lead after the Cronenworth two-run triple in the fourth inning. Nice moment for Jake. Then the bloop single by Suzuki on a ball that Jose Azucar, even dealing with the wind, probably should have caught. Did not get a great break on it. Did not take a great route to the ball. In fact, it had a 95% catch probability on it. Drops in a base hit. And the next batter, Mancini, hits a home run just like that. Tied it two. And then that sort of theme continued with Waka, who, by the way, was pretty good tonight. Five innings, three earned runs given up. But it continued because in the fifth inning, Wisdom walks to begin the inning. Then Waka gets the next two outs. And ultimately, Horner drives in Wisdom with an RBI single. And again, it was little margin for error. Lead-off walk comes in to score. So that was my theme early in this game was if the Padres aren't going to hit with runners in scoring position, if the top of this lineup can't get going and at one point in this game Fernando was 0 for 3, Soto was 0 for 3, it was a rough night for Juan Soto, 0 for 5 with uh, three strikeouts. So that uh, that was not a bright spot here tonight for the Padres. And then Manny Machado at that point is 0 for 2 in this game. That was sort of what was in my mind. If the Padres don't win this game here tonight, uh, it's kind of kind of about the the little margin for error they have right now when they uh, don't do when they don't hit, whether that be with uh, a Zocar, you know, getting a bad jump on the ball and uh, you know walks. But Fernando bailed him out with the two big hits in this game, and I'm sure it's not the last time that we will have that kind of conversation in a game about Fernando and uh, him having big hits and him being a big key to this game. So. Uh, Fernando deserves a lot of credit and I thought really changed the narrative of this game in a lot of ways. The other big story to me, Nick Martinez. And this is why we saw tonight why Nick Martinez, even though he did nothing to go to the bullpen. I mean, goodness, his last start was seven scoreless innings. We understand that. And it's a numbers game in that rotation right now. And for a variety of reasons, Nick is the guy who went to the bullpen. But I'll tell you what. I think this is arguably a better team with Nick Martinez in the bullpen. He's so valuable. Number one, we know he can be effective there. If you need him in a traditional role, a traditional setup role to throw an inning, he can go do it. Here tonight, he threw three innings, 50 pitches, No runs, three hits, and if the Padres, let's say, had scored another couple of runs in that ninth inning, there's no doubt Nick Martinez is finishing that game. Josh Hader comes in in the ninth inning, save situation. He's been automatic, absolutely. Martinez done, Hader in, game over. That's the way Bob Melvin should have went, and it worked perfectly. But I'll tell you what, Nick is so valuable in that bullpen, and Jesse and Tony talked about it during the game. He was the bridge. What he allows you to do, and obviously, look, he can't do it every day, three, four innings, but every handful of days you have a scenario where you can say to your starting pitcher, Michael Waka, thanks for five innings, let's give it to Nick Martinez, and if you have a big lead, he could give you four or five innings out of the bullpen. He's your entire bullpen, and today he was the entire setup in a spot where you would typically, most teams need, A reliever for the 6th, for the 7th, for the 8th inning. Martinez went all three and could have went deeper in this game. So, uh, again, uh, Nick is so valuable in the bullpen. And I just, you know, in all likelihood, he's back in the rotation at some point this year. And he deserves that. But he is so important in the bullpen. Like, what he can do and the effectiveness he has, I think, is just uh, a really big boost for the bullpen. So, uh, look, was it a perfect game? No, certainly you would have liked uh, Soto to get going a little bit. 0 for 5, 3 strikeouts, not a great night for him, but uh, to see Fernando do what he did, a couple of big hits, that was great. Obviously, Manny had a double. It was wind-dated. Um, you know, uh, if, if Hat plays it better or without the wind, probably a fly out there, but... He'll take it, and uh, look, nice to see Jay Cronenworth with a, a two-RBI triple in this ball game here tonight as well. So uh, all in all, uh, uh, good night for the Padres. Not perfect, but uh, a lot of good things to pull away from this game, I thought, in this 5-3 to three win against the Chicago Cubs. Again, we'll go back to Chicago in just a little bit, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Before we continue on, let's pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network.
4: KWFNFM and KWFNHG1 San Diego. This is Tim Hill. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Sam Levitt with you here inside our Padres Radio Network studios. We'll step aside. We will come back. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. Also tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Take you around the out-of-town scoreboard. We have some phone calls coming in as well. 833-288-0973. And we'll continue on on our post-game show when we come back. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Cubs 3 on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Again, final score at Wrigley Field in Chicago tonight. Padres 5 and the Cubs 3. Final totals for San Diego. 5 runs, 9 hits, no errors. And for the Cubs, 3 runs, 8 hits, and no errors. Padres with the win improved to 13-13. and Cubs with the defeat dropped to 13-10. and Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday evening. Again, phone number to call. If you want to chime in, let me know your thoughts about this game here tonight 833-288-0973 the phone number 833-288-0973 the phone number to call if you want to get involved we will give out our nightly awards we also may have some uh, audio uh, from Michael Waka coming up uh, as well from the clubhouse but first let's go back to Wrigley Field in Chicago here from Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's win <laughs>
4: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the cook's Asian
5: resource. Me shoot, set it up for him with a bunt and comes through with us, a big spot, and then again, you know, gives it an add-on right there. So, you know, it's it's not a surprise. He seems to be one of those guys that has you know a a, a timely, you know, is timely in those big spots. I know he likes to be up there with guys on base. It seemed like
3: there were a lot of positive things to talk about. You mentioned the bunt. Obviously, Hassan Kim had a great night with both sides as well. Nick Martinez doing a great job out of the pen for
5: you. They just I mean, we've just seen a kind of an extension of what we saw last year. Not only can you, give, you go one time around, give you three innings like he did tonight, it also saves the rest of the bullpen. So there are a lot of reasons to like him uh, in the bullpens. There are a lot of reasons to like him as a starter, but uh, he was pretty important tonight. Speaking of starters, nice rebound outing from Michael Walker. Yeah, he just won what? the 3-2 or whatever it was. I think 3-2 change up is really the only one he got up in the zone the whole game so um you know pitched more like the first couple
0: of starts like we saw
5: it's good for your leadoff hitter to come through with some big. all
0: right that was uh Padres manager Bob Melvin talking about there at the start Fernando Tatis Jr. and uh, his uh big hits in this game and you heard uh Bob mentioned the bunt there uh, that set up that uh, big hit for Fernando. Again, that was a huge play. I said it earlier in this game, and I thought a no-brainer getting Jose Azokar uh, to bunt that baseball and and uh, put a sack bunt down and then set up Fernando for what Fernando should do in that spot. I mean, this is what the top of the lineup should do, when they have opportunities in big spots late in the game where you where you need a base hit to tie the game to give you the lead. Um that's that's what Fernando is there to do. that's what Soto and what Machado and Bogarts are there to do. So uh, we heard uh, uh Bob Melvin talking about Michael Waka uh, his outing there as well. and again, Waka was solid in this game, five innings and three earned runs given up uh for the Padres here tonight. All right, let's uh, continue on our post game show again. we will have a post game audio here coming up from uh, I think Michael Waka. we should be able to get that to you uh here shortly. Let's first tell you about some of the home runs that were hit around the major leagues today which players went
4: deep tonight this is our mlb home run tally presented by mr moto pizza bringing back the old new york pizzeria experience with fresh funky thin crust gourmet pies and the original stuff knots with eight locations in san diego find your favorite at mr motopizza.com
0: Some of the home runs that were hit today around the major leagues. Nick Senzel hit a walk-off home run, a two-run home run for the Reds earlier today in Cincinnati, beating the Rangers 5-3. Other home runs that were hit today around the major leagues. Victor Caratini and rookie Joey Weimer homered in back-to-back at-bats for the Brewers in a 6-2 win over the Kansas City Royals. Other home runs hit today. Well, many of them, and we will uh, tell you more about them a little bit later during the out-of-town scoreboard. But a couple of guys who went deep around the major leagues today, uh, again, uh, including Caratini and Weimer, and a walk-off home run for Nick uh, Senzel, or not Nick Senzel. Who did I just say hit that home run for the Reds? It was Nick Senzel. For a second, I was like, I didn't say Nick Senzel. It was Senzel with a walk-off two-run home run for Cincinnati today. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game.
4: Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the grilling store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Trinker and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware.
0: Our ace pitcher of the game. Well, I think tonight we have to go with the two relievers in... Some way, shape, or form for ace pitcher of the game and relief pitcher of the game. So, tonight we'll go with Nick Martinez for the ace pitcher of the game. He was great. Three scoreless innings out of the pen. Did allow two singles in the sixth inning. Got out of it. One, two, three, seventh inning. Worked around a one-out single in the eighth inning. And again... Nick did nothing to go to the bullpen. He did not, but he's so valuable there and impressive and just because of of what he can do in a game like this. Three scoreless innings, he was the bridge to Josh Hader after your starter only goes five. That is why Nick Martinez is so valuable. In the bullpen, three scoreless innings, 50 pitches, no walk, struck out two, three hits allowed. Really like what I saw from Nick Martinez here tonight. He's our ace pitcher of the game. All right, let's uh, go to the phones. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. We begin tonight with Katie, who's calling in from Oceanside. Hi, Katie.
4: Hi, how you doing, Sammy?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you?
4: We are great. We got to listen to the whole game in our backyard tonight with a campfire and everything in Oceanside. Um, and I just wanted to say what a great, like, all-around win this was for the team. It was so great to see Tati break through. Like you said, Nick Martinez is such an insanely valuable part of this bullpen. Um, I do have a question, though. Like, what happened – Uh, with Ryan Weathers today. I just wanted to know more about that move and how it all went down.
0: Yeah, Katie, and appreciate the call and good thoughts on the game. Uh, Look, Ryan Weathers was the corresponding move. He went down for Tom Cosgrove, who was called up to the major leagues for the first time. Um, No fault of Ryan Weathers. Obviously, pitched very well in the rotation to start. Padres asked him to go to the bullpen, did that, two scoreless innings. Appeared to be a, a little bit of a dip in velocity Yesterday, I don't know how much uh, a role that played in the decision, but I I think beyond anything with that, the bottom line is that I think the Padres, A, view Ryan as a starting pitcher, and him being in the bullpen long-term here was probably not going to be the plan. And number two, you may need Ryan Weathers to contribute in the rotation later this year, and if that is to happen then Ryan needs to keep pitching in a starting role, and that's not going to happen right now in the major leagues. So that is what I think was behind Ryan Weathers going down. Much like we talked about Nick Martinez going to the bullpen, no fault of his own, I think the same thing can be said for Ryan Weathers going back to AAA. He didn't do anything wrong, really, But it's a numbers game, and with the rotation the way it is right now, hey, the rotation is filled up enough where Martinez is in the bullpen. And I I just think the Padres look at Ryan Weathers. They see him as a starting pitcher, I think rightfully so. And on top of that, if you need Ryan later in the year, which I, I don't think we've seen the last of Ryan Weathers. We know with the way baseball works over the course of a whole season, the months and months to come. You need guys like Ryan Weathers. You need additional starting pitching depth. I, I really think he'll probably be back here at some point for whatever reason. Um, They want him to keep starting and keep throwing innings. And, uh, you know, I, I read, I think it was Kevin Acey who had an article about it uh, earlier today before the game started, or maybe it came out shortly after the game started, but some some good quotes in there from Ryan about, uh, you know, his mindset going back to AAA, and it, it seems like he understands uh, kind of the situation and the fact that he's just got to go down to AAA and keep on pitching well. And, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, it, it's a numbers game and it's not necessarily fair that Ryan has to go down, but, you know, he is a guy with options and that's just the way it is right now, but... I think it's very unlikely we've seen the last of Ryan Weathers in a Padres uniform this season. I do. Just and, and I'm not wishing injury on anybody, let me be clear, but we know with the way baseball works, you end up needing starting pitching depth, and we're only in game number 26 here today. So, um, you know, I hope Ryan goes down there, keeps doing what he's doing, doesn't get discouraged by it, and understands that he probably will have another opportunity up here uh, at some point and, uh, seemed like from what I read, some of the quotes I read, uh, during the early part of the game, like, uh, he certainly understands that. So Katie, appreciate the question again, phone number to call, uh, 833-288-0973 phone number 833-288-0973. As you know, we are very busy here in the studio at all times. So if you call in and nobody picks up, just understand we got a lot going on in the studio. So, uh, call in, we'll get to you. I promise. And, uh, uh, would love to hear from you here tonight. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. May have some audio coming from the clubhouse uh, in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. We'll also tell you about our player of the game, out-of-town scoreboard, and more. Again, the final score, Padres 5 and the Cubs 3, as the Padres win Game 2 of this three-game series against the Cubs at Wrigley Field in Chicago. post-game show keeps on rolling when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame game show continues here on the padres radio network sam levitt with you inside our san diego studios good to have you with us on this wednesday evening final score in chicago padres five and the cubs three a big day for fernando tatis jr a couple of big hits in this game go ahead two run single in the seventh inning big rbi single in the ninth inning to make it a two run game so the final three runs batted in for the Padres in this game all came from Fernando and uh, when he's going right we know a lot of RBI's usually uh, go on his uh, go on his line every single night so he was 2 for 5 three RBI's in this game Jake Cronenworth had the other two runs batted in he had a big two run triple in the fourth inning gave the Padres a two nothing lead and then the two run home run by Trey Mancini in the fourth inning tied it at 2 and then an RBI single by Nico Horner in the fifth inning for the Cubs made it 3-2, to two. but again, the Padres getting the two in the seventh inning, one in the ninth inning. They win it here 5-3. to three. We talked a lot about the pitching. Josh Hader, what more can you say? Nine for nine in save opportunities did allow the tying runs to reach base in the ninth inning here tonight, but even when he has to walk the tightrope a little bit, get in some trouble, he has been perfect. Nine for nine now in save opportunities for Josh Hader, and it's something... I talked about uh, a few days ago, and I talked about it, in fact, on a Ben and Woods uh, Monday morning for all you Ben and Woods listeners out there. When you have a guy like Josh Hader in the bullpen and he's been so automatic, you almost forget how important it is and you can take it for granted. But when you can flip the ball to somebody in the ninth inning who has been automatic, who you know in all likelihoods going to get the final three outs no matter what's thrown at him in that inning. It's so important, and it's such a luxury, and the Padres have it. And the reason I always say it's a luxury, you might have heard me say it before, is that a lot of teams don't have it. And when you do have it, you can almost take it for granted. When you don't have it, go ask some teams that don't know who their closer is or have a closer they can't rely on. Life is not fun <laughs> when when you have a closer you can't rely on, and the Padres do right now. So Hader, a big, big part of this game. Nick Martinez, again, three scoreless innings, excellent work out of the bullpen, picks up a well-deserved second win. Michael Waka, five innings, three earned runs given up. Again, got hurt by the bloop single from Suzuki in the fourth inning with two outs. That ball should have been caught by Jose Azokar. Next batter, Trey Mancini, the home run. Then a two out RBI single for Horner in the fifth inning. Really, aside from that, Waka was solid in this game. Five innings, three earned runs given up. Picks up the no decision. Let's go back to Wrigley Field in Chicago. Here from tonight's starting pitcher, Michael Waka.
3: Michael, that's a little more like it. Looked like you made some adjustments and a uh, really solid outing tonight. How'd you feel about it? Well, no, I felt good. Um, I felt like we were making pitches uh, all night, keeping them off balance, and you know, kind of letting the defense play behind me. And uh, you know, got some swinging misses when we needed to, and uh, you know, just trying to get the guys back in there. You know, definitely some stuff we got to clean up. But, Overall, I feel like it's a step in the right direction. You mentioned the previous couple of outings it have been a little difficult to put guys away with two strikes. You did a great job of that tonight, especially early in the ball game. Is that one of the adjustments of just getting more depth on the changeup to be
1: able to make those pitches in the zone you needed to?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think just keying on, on where those pitches need to be and uh, – you know, was able to make some adjustments going into the start, get it down there for the most part. Left it, left a couple up, but uh, you know, for the most part, they they all had that good action. You pitched a lot here at Wrigley. You've
1: pitched here in these uh, cold kind of conditions before. Does that affect you at all?
3: Uh definitely pitching some cold games here. Um, but you know, I've, I've always thought that the the pitchers are the warmest people out there on the field. You know, we always moving and you know, stay warm in the dugout whenever you are back in there and, uh, you know, just another
0: start. All right, that was uh, Michael Waka from the clubhouse at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Again, uh, Waka going five innings, three earned runs given up, four hits allowed. And what did Michael Waka say there, that pitchers are the warmest ones on the field? I would think it would be the opposite. Well, they do move a lot, but you're kind of all alone in the middle of the diamond. Well, that does make sense, though. You're constantly moving, you're focusing, you're intense. So that actually does make sense for Michael Waka, who picks up the no decision here tonight. Padres win it 5-3 to three over the Chicago Cubs. We will take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much more coming up. Give out a few more nightly awards. Phone number 833-288-0973. Let's go to Luis, who calls in from Chula Vista. Hi, Luis. Luis, are you there? All right. We have lost Luis. I think that may have been Luis, the Uber driver, our uh, friend who uh, calls in from time to time. So, Luis, if you are driving around, you hear this, call back. We'd love to uh, talk to you. But uh, anyway, 833-288-0973, the phone number if you want to get involved. A lot of good relief work in this game for the Padres. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game.
4: Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org.
2: Fifth leading hitter in the National League coming into play today. Swings at the first pitch. Pops it up. Foul ground behind the plate. Sullivan gets rid of the mask. And backpedaling, he makes the catch. The ball game is over. Josh Hader continues to be essentially perfect here at Wrigley Field. 16 career appearances in his ballpark. He has never allowed a
0: run. Josh Hader, our relief pitcher of the game. Nine for nine now and save opportunities. Gave up a two-out double, walked to batter. Tying runs were on. A winning run at the plate in the red-hot Nico Horner. He has been one of the better hitters in the National League so far this season. But Hader got him to pop out. Behind the plate to Brett Sullivan, and that was that. Nine for nine now with Josh Hader and Save Opportunities. As the Padres win it 5-3, to three. Josh Hader, a very well-deserved relief pitcher of the game. All right, so we told you about our ace pitcher of the game. That was Nick Martinez. Our relief pitcher of the game, that was Josh Hader. What about our player of the game? Which player had the biggest
4: impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today.
2: So now, two and one. Tying run 90 feet away. Here's the pitch. That's a line drive through the left side for a base hit. The game is tied. Kim has scored. Grisham's on his way, and he will score. A two-run single for Fernando Tatis Jr., and the Padres are back in front. It's 4-3.
0: El Nino, our player of the game here tonight. Two hits, three RBIs, and they weren't just hits. They were really important hits in this game two-run single to put the Padres ahead in the seventh inning. The insurance run in the ninth inning. RBI single. Drove in Ha Kim on both occasions. Very good night for Fernando late. He was over 3 at one point, but you know what? Padres really needed those two hits. I mean, even in the ninth inning, the insurance base hit. Josh Hader had a little bit of breathing room in the ninth inning because of Fernando adding on in the ninth. So, no doubt tonight, Fernando, our player of the game. Pitching side of things, certainly very valuable with Hader and Martinez. But, uh, look, that's why Fernando is uh, the guy he is, and you hope that's a sign of things to come for Fernando Tatis Jr. Again, two for five, three RBIs, uh, first multi-hit game since his return for Fernando. Like I said, Ha Kim Kim, uh, sort of, t- to me, is is the guy who won't necessarily be talked about in this win, but really important. I mean, he sparked... Both rallies in the seventh inning and the ninth inning, he was the leadoff man in both those innings. Base hits, a big stolen base in the ninth inning. Very, very important in this ball game here tonight. Uh look, it's not really the story from this one, but I should also tell you, in case you're just tuning in, Juan Soto was 0 for 5 with three strikeouts in this game. So unfortunately for Juan, things did not really turn in the positive direction for him. We're still waiting for that. His average is down to 178 now uh, early in this season through 26 games. Manny Machado was one for four. Let's be honest, the one double was uh, a gift. It was wind-aided, sort of misplayed as well in left field in the corner by Ian Happ. Manny will take it. But uh, could have been 0-4, was 1-4, for 4, and who knows? Maybe that is the hit that gets Manny going. We shall see. But all in all, on a night where the Padres won, I won't harp too much on any of the negatives, but uh, certainly Fernando, a big positive here tonight. Final score, Padres 5, Cubs 3. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. Let's go back to the phones, though. 833 2880973 We go to Brandon, who's calling in. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Sammy. How's it going? I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing
3: good. Just getting ready to pick up dinner for the fam.
5: All
0: right.
3: Uh, I just want to say that Michael Walker, man, what a good
0: pickup. Even though he's kind of struggled his last couple of starts, but you know what? He was a good starting pitcher that we needed. So... Just the hitting, man. The hitting needs to come around. Yeah. I mean, Manny, I know Manny and Soto, they're struggling, but they're going to figure it out. But you know what? I'm not worried about this team. This team is too good. So just overall, all in all, good victory tonight. Yeah, Brandon, it it certainly was a good win, and appreciate the call. Hope you enjoy dinner with the family. It, It was a good win, no doubt about it. Um Look, Michael Waka had two really rough outings coming into this one. He was no doubt a lot better in this game. It could have been even better because, let's be honest, in the fourth inning, he's cruising. I mean, he had allowed one base runner through three and two-thirds innings, a two-out double to Velasquez, and then he strikes out the first two in the fourth inning. Then, say, a Suzuki hits a fly ball harmless to center field. Now, the wind is howling at Wrigley Field. I get it. But if you go back, and in fact, here in the studio, I took a lot of different looks at a lot of different angles of Jose Azokar's break and route to that ball. That was a ball that should have been caught. And by the way, just on StatCast, if you don't believe me, it was 95% catch probability. So, look, Jose had to deal with the wind, but that's a ball I think Jose will say should have been caught. So he got unlucky there. Now, it doesn't totally excuse giving up the home runs, Mancini, the next batter, but that inning should have been over, is my point. So he got hurt there. Lead-off walk in the fifth inning, almost gets out of it. RBI single for Horner at the time, made it a 3-2 to two Cubs lead. It was a good outing for, for Michael Waka. certainly a good bounce back and a lot sharper than what we saw in the last two. So for that reason, I think uh, positive for Michael Wacca, no doubt. I, I just feel like it could have been even better. Like if he gets through that fourth inning, one, two, three, who knows how the rest of the outing goes. Maybe it goes even deeper in this game. So he got a little unlucky there. And again, I said this earlier, what I wrote down on my little note sheet here early was little margin for error. And the reason I said that, and I think I wrote it down when the Cubs took the lead in the fifth inning, was because the bloop single by Suzuki and Azokar sort of misplaying it. You know, again, it's not a huge mistake in the grand scheme of things. But it ends up being a really big mistake if you can't score runs to counter it. And, you know, luckily it didn't hurt the Padres here tonight. They win the game. But, um, you know, had uh, had that ball been caught, it's it's maybe a, an even better outing for Michael Waka. And, uh, you know, again, little margin for error. The walk to begin the fifth inning. Waka gets the next two batters, but an RBI single for Nico Horner. And it just shows you, look, if your team's not going to score a lot of runs, you can't walk leadoff, man, and let him come in to score. You know, again, just little margin for error. But uh, again, luckily, Fernando bailed out uh, the Padres here tonight with a couple of big RBI hits late in the game. Let's continue on the phones. Again, phone number 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, we go to Luis in Chula Vista. Hi, Luis. Sammy, where Sammy goes, champagne flows. That's right, Luis. Luis, I can tell by your voice. Luis, the Uber driver. How are
4: you today? Great?
0: Well, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know what? I know you so well at this point, Luis, that uh, when, when we couldn't get you on the first time, and I'm, I'm not sure what happened, I said, Luis, if you're driving around, call back, please.
4: There you go. I appreciate <laughs> it very much. You know what? I am very proud of the, the second half of the lineup. Seven, eight, nine hitters. If you take a look and analyze for the past two weeks... They have kept them in the winning games actually, and now it's a really great setup for Tatis to come in and go through, like he did it today. So I'm really proud of those uh, of Cam, especially uh, especially Grisham. Wow, um, he's turned out he's turned around his game from last year.
0: But yeah. Yes.
5: So what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, no, Luis, it's a it's a good point, and appreciate the call, Luis. Uh, hope you have a great rest of the night. Thank you for calling back. It's uh, it's a good point, Luis. Um, You could make the argument that in the early part of this season, (laughs) I mean, somehow, some way, the bottom half of the lineup has been more productive than the top half with the struggles of Manny and Soto and uh, Fernando really until tonight, you know, had some moments, but had not been tearing the cover off the ball or or producing at the uh, rate that we know Fernando likely will, and certainly reminded uh, us of that in the seventh and ninth inning here tonight. But I don't think it's a far-fetched assessment at the bottom of the lineup when this team has scored runs has been really good and at times has been better than the top half now what's interesting because tonight it worked out really well with Fernando at the top and he was in a great spot to drive in runs when the bottom of the order got on base Jesse and Tony kind of threw this around talked about it a little bit during the broadcast the idea of you know, would you shake up the lineup or at least the top four? Would you rearrange them in any way? Like, and I think what they, they talked about primarily is, you know, Xander Bogarts, for example, keeps on getting on base. Would there be a case to be made to put Bogarts higher and put other guys behind him because Bogarts is getting on base so much and you'll have more opportunities with him on base, um, you know, tonight it. And again, each game is different. But tonight it worked out where the bottom of the lineup got on, and then Fernando was in a prime position to cash in on those opportunities, and he and he did. Um, we may have other games, and you you hope you get to the point uh, with the top of this lineup where there's no escaping it, where all four guys are going great at once, and you can't you can't get through it, um, or at least it's very difficult to get through it. So. Um, Look, great job by the bottom of the lineup. Again, Kim's couple of hits in this game were really, really, really important. And uh, he came in to score on both those run-scoring hits from Fernando Tatis Jr. So uh, good stuff, Fernando. And uh, look, uh, you hope Soto and Machado start to get going here soon. And, um, you know, look, I'll be honest with you, and I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the lineup, the top four, the order where Soto hits. I look, guys do have preferences about where they hit. They do. And it's more important to them than I think people realize at the same time. <laughs> this lineup, no matter what order those four guys are in, it should be a massive positive that they are surrounding each other in the lineup because there is no out. Again, you look at the seventh inning, and we'll get to more of your phone calls here in a second, I promise. 833 288 0973 you look at the seventh inning, the hit by Kim, Grisham walks, two on, nobody out, Padres down 3-2, to good sack bunt by Azokar, 100% the right play there. And the reason I say it's 100% the right play is because of the top of the order. You got Fernando and Soto both coming up. You know you're going to have at least two shots to get those runs in with a base hit. And by their track records – by the players they are, even with Juan struggles, those are the guys you want up in those spots. And this should be the way that the, the way that this lineup works mostly every night, where it's like, hey, you got guys on base with those guys up. Good luck. Good luck. It hasn't been that way because of some of the struggles, but that's what you're hoping to get to if you're the Padres. You're hoping to get to a point. Or it's you got to get through those four, and it is good luck. And then you got the other guys in the bottom half, the guys like Cronenworth, the guys like Cruz, the guys like Carpenter, the guys like Kim, who are waiting there. And just when you think you get a break, yeah, we got some good hitters in the back end of our lineup too. It hasn't played out like that yet. It hasn't. But that's what you're hoping to get to. You're hoping to be able to flip the lineup over to Fernando and everybody else and say good luck with guys on base. And yes, if the bottom of the order gets on and continues to do what they've done at times, that is what the hope is. That is what we all hoped for. And the reason so many people thought this Padres offense would be so electric, right? That's why, right there. So they've got plenty of time to do it, to to make that a reality. Um, but again, that situation in the seventh inning when these guys are going rights—a a great example of why this offense could be so special. Now they got to execute on it. All right, let's continue on the phones. We go to Kevin, who's calling in. Hi, Kevin.
4: Hey, Sam. How's it going?
0: I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you?
4: I'm good. Um, I just wanted to say I'm—you uh, know—I'm just
3: proud of the team. You know, they lost. They they. Scored first, and they lost the lead. Then they came back and took the lead and held it. Nick Martinez was good. Um, uh, Ryan Weathers, I know he's got called down, but I think uh, him getting more innings as a starting pitcher will help him in the long run. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I just want to say I can't wait for May first when uh, <laughs> Tatis returns. I'm going to the game, and also Will Myers will return yeah. with the Reds. <laughs> So that'll be super cool. Uh, Have a good night,
0: buddy. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Will Myers will be back there as well. Uh, Fernando will make that return to Petco Park on May 1st. And by the way, the next day is that Joe Musgrove bucket hat giveaway. And I got to tell you, of all the giveaways the Padres have, I think the Joe Musgrove bucket hat is my favorite. It's got some really cool stuff on it. I think it's really wearable. Like, you're going to the beach, you got that bucket hat. You want to go out for some lunch, it's a summer day, you got the bucket hat. I'm not joking. I would highly recommend, and I know tickets are going fast for that bucket hat giveaway. Check out the bucket hat giveaway. It's a really, really good one. And that is the day after Fernando comes back, which obviously should be uh, very exciting. But, um, yeah, you know, look, I, I, I the, does tonight... Just like the other nights, does tonight cure all the woes of the offense? No, we still got to see them produce and do it consistently. We understand that. I think you can understand that one game doesn't cure everything. It doesn't. But also, things can change really quickly. Like, this is the kind of lineup and the kind of sport where a week from now, if this offense, let's say for the next week, all of a sudden, Soto's hitting, Machado's hitting, everybody's hitting, they're scoring runs, you will feel so much better about this offense and where they're at. Will that happen? I don't know, but things happen very quickly. They tend to happen pretty quickly um, and change pretty quickly. So, look, the name of the game so far for the Padres, or I should say the lack thereof, I don't know exactly how I'd put it, not the name of the game, but um, the mission right now for the Padres in my eyes, because we've seen this before. We've seen them have good offensive nights before. The mission now is continuing it, is, all right, well, go out tomorrow, have another good offensive day. Go to Mexico City, have another good offensive day, and so on and so on. We have not seen the consistency. We have seen games and mini stretches where they've put it together. But we have not seen this lineup be consistent sort of day by day, week by week. We have not. And part of that is the guys at the top, Soto and Machado, struggling the way they have. If you've listened to me enough, you know I firmly believe they will hit. But we haven't seen the consistency. And we'll see... uh, if we see that moving forward. All right, we might uh, squeeze in uh, another phone call or two if we have time, 833-288-0973, the phone number. First, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, tell you what's going on in the major leagues.
4: Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
0: We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, what's going on in the major leagues. Nationals beat the Mets 4-1 in New York. Mackenzie Gore, our old friend Mackenzie, had a good outing in this game against the Mets. Gore went six innings, one earned run given up. He has a three ERA so far. For the Nationals this season, Mets have lost four in a row. They were playing really well on that West Coast road trip, lost the last two against the Giants, and now two to the Nationals. See the ups and downs of the first half of the year. Angels are beating the A's right now 9 to 3 in Anaheim 7th inning there. Giants ahead of the Cardinals 3 to 2 in San Francisco 7th inning there. Reds ahead of the Rangers 5 to 3 in Cincinnati. Uh, I should say they beat him 5-3 to three in Cincinnati. Like we said earlier, Nick Senzel, walk-off home run for the Reds in that one. Orioles beat the Red Sox 6-2 to two in Baltimore. Blue Jays beat the White Sox 8-0 in Toronto. Guardians beat the Rockies 4-1 in Cleveland. Yankees beat the Twins 12-6 in Minnesota earlier today. On Aaron Judge's 31st birthday, he drove in three. Brewers beat the Tigers 6-2 in Milwaukee. Victor Caratini, Joey Weimer had home runs in that one. Diamondbacks beat the Royals 2-0 in Arizona. Zach Gallen tossing another scoreless outing there. Now up to a, a scoreless inning streak of 28 innings. He struck out 12 in that scoreless outing for Zach Gallen. as Arizona wins it 2-0. Pirates beat the Dodgers 8-1 in Pittsburgh. Good news if you're a Padres fan. Astros beat the Rays 1-0 in Tampa Bay. Phillies ahead of the Mariners today. Beat them 6-5 in Philadelphia. Nick Castellanos had three hits in that game. Braves beat the Marlins 6-4 to in Atlanta. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday. All the goings-on in the major leagues. And before we go, and I, I, I've kind of lied here because uh, I said I wouldn't take a look at standings. But you know what? I'm just curious. Because, well... I want to look at the standings right now and we will squeeze in a couple more phone calls, eight three three two eight eight oh nine seven three. I just wanna put in perspective, and we've tried to do this over the course of the last couple of weeks, but put in perspective of you know where things are at, right? So the Padres are thirteen and thirteen now. The Diamondbacks winning. They're in first place now, 14-12 in the NL West. Dodgers lost, they're half game back at 13-12. Giants, 10-13, 2 back. Rockies 8-18, six back. And I only look, I'm not trying to get into the standings here on April 26th. They're put much weight into it at all. But my point is, is like for as at times underwhelming as the start has been for this Padres team, I mean, one. Nobody else in the division has played a whole lot better. And two, you're right there. You're a game out of first place. Again, had they played a lot better, you'd be seven games up. I get that. But it's not all sky is falling with this 13-13 and 13 start. It just isn't. There's a lot of season left, a lot of season left. And, um, you know, being a game out on April 26th is, to me, really... No big deal. So, look, you want to see the Padres play better. You want to see them go on a run here and and start to turn it around offensively. And, again, I think what's, in a weird way, encouraging is that even without Fernando for most of it, and without Soto hitting, and without Machado hitting, this team has been able to tread water. And they're 13-13. and Again, it's not the start you wanted. But... It could be worse. They could be ten and sixteen. They could be nine and seventeen. I said it during the pregame, just as an example. Look at the Chicago White Sox, a team that has a lot of talent. Another year where they're expected to do significant things, and they're seven and eighteen. Just perspective. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> Doesn't excuse, uh, you know, a so-so start, but it could be. A lot worse. All right, we've got a couple more phone calls here. I want to squeeze everybody in. Let's go to Emery, who's calling in. Hi, Emery. How are you? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. You kind of just took the words out of my mouth, to be honest. I was just going to call in to say that, you know, with the way the
1: guys have been hitting, it hasn't been great. But like you said,
0: they could be at the
1: very bottom. And if, you know, Soto – gets his, in his groove and Machado heals whatever ailments and gets better, this team could, you know, very well just launch to the top.
0: Yeah, they could. They couldn't appreciate the call. Um, they could. Um, you hope. And I think, look, as the offense goes, I'm sure this team will win at a much higher rate. I, I don't think that's really a debate. When's the, When this offense is cooking on all cylinders, when – Soto and Machado get it going. This will be a much, much better baseball team than 13 and 13. And I'm not you know, I'm not sitting here and and I've said this many times. so if I sound like a broken record, I apologize. I'm not sitting here and telling fans that are underwhelmed by a 13, 13 start that everything is great. It hasn't been, but it could be a lot worse. and it's very, very early. and the fact that they have been 500 and as far as the division race, There's been nothing significant going on. They're a game out. It's not like the Dodgers have played much better either. And at the end of the day, you probably expect it to be the Dodgers and the Padres in this thing. But the bottom line is it could be worse. And even without major, major pieces of this lineup producing and giving you a whole lot offensively, they've been able to tread water in their 13-13. It's not the start you wanted, but my point is it could be worse. It really could be. So, um, anyway, that's a, a final thought for you tonight. We'll see if the Padres can get a second straight win tomorrow. You want to rack up series wins. And, again, the Cubs have played well to begin the year. Cubs dropped to 13-10 and 10 to begin the season with the defeat. Padres improved to 500 at 13-13. and 13. All right, tomorrow it'll be right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres and right-hander Hayden Wisniewski on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. Pardon me. I'm going to check right now because I'm not going to sign off tonight without saying his name right. Hayden Do they not have his name in the pronunciation guide here? I I don't think I've ever said his name before. I think it's Wesneski. Hayden Wesneski. That's certainly the way it looks. If I'm wrong, Hayden, I'm sorry. I'll get it right tomorrow. Anyway, first pitch at 1120 a.m. tomorrow, a.m., 1120 a.m. We'll be on the air at 1020 with our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show. So it'll be Ben and Woods from 6 to 10. I believe Ben and Woods will also, and I might, hop in the studio during this uh, time frame as well, but they'll uh, keep on going for a little bit longer, probably until about 10.15, and then uh, I'll join you at 10.20 here on 97.3, the Fan Padres Radio Network with our pregame coverage and first pitch at 11.20. So we will have a little Padres and pancakes tomorrow morning as we wrap up this three-game series at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Looking at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the Padres, five runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on six. For the Cubs, three runs, eight hits, no errors. They left on seven. Winning pitcher Nick Martinez, he improves to 2-1. and one. Losing pitcher was Brandon Hughes, who drops to 0-1. Save goes to Josh Hader, his ninth of the season. Time of game, two hours and 47 minutes. And the crowd at historic Wrigley Field in Chicago, 28,955. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 1120 a.m. We'll be on the air at 1020 with our pregame coverage. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score at Wrigley Field, the Padres 5 and the Cubs 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.